Welcome to Talking Fußball Fantasy, your source for all things official fantasy Bundesliga, with player picks as meta-shaking as a Robert Lewandowski injury, fantasy advice as jaw-dropping as a four-assist haul from Christopher Nkunku, and pundits who both have a much safer pair of hands than Alexander Nubel. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, one and all. My name is James Surrogate. This is Talking Fußball Fantasy Season 3, Match Day 24. And joining me as ever, it is the Fantasy Fußball Got Flow. Uh, we do have to say a quick apology for last week. Um, we did miss out. It was a combination of travel plans and carnival, um, but it actually turned out to be quite uh, the 200-point bonanza uh, weekend with huge scores at a lot of doors. So, Flo, how did your weekend go? So, uh, all in all, it uh, was a disaster on all fronts, you, oh, you, you could say. <laughs> yeah, because my wife was sick. Uh, she she started being sick on Wednesday and she's still recovering. So she she had a really bad type of flu, and so we had to ship the kids out of the house. I had to uh, look after my wife instead of going out partying on Thursday. And um, yeah, I I was just able to um, to get some partying in on Monday evening, and uh, probably. Uh, Overdid it a bit uh, because I was just able to do it uh, one evening, and now I'm feeling a bit shaken myself. And it's it's Wednesday, so it's a it's a, a two day hangover for me, and uh, I've got a double hangover also because my fantasy fantasy uh, weekend went disastrous, and I basically lost a lot of ground to a lot of people. And yeah, my my plan was to make up ground, but that's uh, how it sometimes goes, James. Yeah, I, I I I would be lying if I said I hadn't noticed that your score was wasn't the best last weekend. Yeah, I, I got one hundred forty nine points, and afterwards, like I, I thought through my decisions, and I'm I'm still okay with it. Uh, basically, I didn't have any Leipzig player. Uh, that was an ouch because Nkunku just went mental with 37 points. And I mean, I've, it, it's a bit personal for me because I've got the feeling I'm one of the biggest Nkunku uh, uh, supporters uh, for a long time. And then when he uh, goes, goes nuts, he's not in my squad. But like, I had three uh, salt processes that did really hurt me. At first, I thought Bayern would have a field day against Paderborn. That's why I went with Coutinho over Nabri because I thought when the game is decided after 60 minutes, um, then probably Nabri will go off because of the Champions League uh, game in midweek. Um, so I did pick Coutinho, uh, and we all know it was a close game, and so Coutinho went off after 60 minutes. So it was a, a total disaster. Also went for Audrey Ozola as a one-and-done. Uh, that didn't work out. Still think it's if you got the chance to to buy a Bayern defender for under nine million, who's known for uh, giving assists. Uh, I think it's it's a good move. Oh, and let's be honest, he probably should have. If his delivery had been better in the final third in those first what ten fifteen minutes, he probably would have gotten assist as yeah, well. But he he didn't look up to the task. Uh, I think. Um, so I'm not sure he will see a lot of him uh, moving forward. And uh, yeah, my second thought process was that Schalke would probably slow down Leipzig a bit. And <laughs> we all know that that wasn't 
wasn't the case at all uh, in the end. Um, but that's why I didn't. I, I sold all my Leipzig assets before the Bayern game. That was all right, and I still haven't got them back. Um, and I wanted to sell Sabitzer because of his new role as a more late, uh, defensive midfielder. Still think that's uh, the right decision or was the right decision. And yeah, the third thing was that I saw that Hatter could Cologne give a run for the money, and I had Middleshed and Piontek in my squad. And yeah, so that's that's basically all you need to know. But so you just backed all the wrong horses, <laughs> seemingly. <laughs> yeah, it, it was one of those, right? It was a crazy weekend. It was a very difficult one to predict. There were big scores for big players, um, but I was I was in your camp in terms of trying to find the differentials on Friday night as well. Admittedly, I did end up going with Gnabry in the end, but it was a it was a tricky one to navigate, and I think a lot of people got maybe a little bit lucky that the big the big name players really came to the fore last weekend and if you did have some of the crazy differentials or the I'd say the popular differentials right someone like Ishmael Jacobs uh, for instance who is becoming very popular given his price and his proficiency in terms of picking up points in the fantasy game uh, then it was a it was an interesting weekend to navigate to say the very least and we should have ultimately Another weekend um, that'll be very interesting to navigate. We've had some big news today, which we will get onto later. We talked about it in the intro just briefly, but we will close out part one with just two listener questions today. We're keeping it nice and short and sweet. Uh, and the first one is from at Benji Tonelli. He says, my question, Flo, which defender under nine million looks good this week? He says he already has Jacobs and Lentz. So he, he has two of the best budget defenders already. That That's good. Um, I think a long-term solution is Angelino of Leipzig, 8.5 million. Uh, I was a bit skeptical about him because he's on a loan without um, uh, a release clause. So Leipzig can't really... They have no control where he's going to play next season. But there already are news that they're trying everything to sign him, which tells me that they're very satisfied with uh, what he's doing and everyone who has him in uh, the fantasy game also should be satisfied. Great price tag, 8.5. If you want to spend less, I think Almami Touré for 4.1 million is a good option. I like him better this week than Chandler, um, just because I'm not sure if Chandler is going to start at Bremen. Um, but I'm almost 100% that Touré will start against uh, Werder. Because uh, he got rested against Union, so uh, Hütter stated that that he got a rest that had n- no other reasons that he didn't start than just just to let him, um, yeah, have a pause for one game. So I expect him to um, be in the starting lineup on Thursday at uh, Salzburg and uh, then on Sunday at Bremen. good option. And uh, if you want to go Friday night, I actually think Matthias Zimmermann is an interesting budget option um, of Fortuna Düsseldorf for 4.5 million. Um, Like he's doing a lot more on the attacking ways under Uwe Rösler. And um, I mean, if you have a defender uh, on a Friday evening game, that uh, can pay off big. You know that. So Zimmermann is is a um, head to head. I would prefer Toure over Zimmermann and definitely Angelino over Zimmermann. But he just have that advantage that you have a free 
star man to to assign uh, on a player who could possibly uh, have a, a really big score. Yeah, just to, to throw out a bit more of an argument behind Zimmerman, just having a look at Fortuna's next couple of fixtures. You've, you're right, they've got the Friday night fixture this time around. They play Mainz away from home on a Sunday next time out. And then they've got another Friday night game following that at home to Paderborn. So three very attractive fixtures. And those these are the types of games that Fortuna, let's be honest, they have to win. If they want to stand any chance of staying up this season, they are in a precarious position. Um, and these are the types of games they need to be picking up points in so it could be a defining couple of games and if you back the right horse it could pay off big let's talk about another horse that uh, one of our listeners is wondering whether to back um, and it's at Hafid FW who's asking is it time to replace Piontek with Haaland so he may have stayed in your initial camp flow which was that not picking Haaland would be a differential he's gone with Piontek but is this the week to get rid? Yeah, I think the question is probably outdated because uh, Hafid will have to get rid of Lewandowski first. So um, that's true, actually. Yeah, he did um, send in that he sent in this question before the Lewandowski news broke. Yeah, so definitely Haaland for Lewandowski is is a, is a pretty good move, uh, I think. And um, I wouldn't necessarily rush to sell Piontek just because it's a Friday evening game and. I mean, Nuri did catch so much flag for being so destructive in how he lets the uh, team play. Maybe they're trying a different approach uh, at Dusseldorf. And I mean, he definitely is a good player. Um, just Hatter is in shambles right now, but still it's a Friday evening game. I don't feel bad about having Piontek uh, in my squad. Yeah, I think if I was in, I, I think you're right. Yes, ultimately Lewandowski's injury does change everything. But if we were to take that news out, if I was answering this question, I'd still say this would be for me, I'd be looking at Piontek as last chance saloon if he can't do it on a Friday night um, against Fortuna Dusseldorf and give you a big boost, a big advantage uh, with that first game, then then yeah, I would certainly start looking elsewhere, perhaps. Um, okay, right. Well, those are the two questions from part one. We've got a couple left in part two as well, but we're we'll looking at the fixture list. So join us again in just a jiffy. Welcome back to part two of Talking Fußball Fantasy. It is time to have a look at the weekend schedule. We've got a little more flexibility this weekend because we've got five standalone matches. So let's start with the first of the lot. And we were just talking about it at the end of part one. It's Dusseldorf against Hertha. Now, Fortuna, they edge Hertha 13-12 to in their all-time head-to-head record in terms of wins. The remaining 16 of their 41 meetings ending all square. In that time, Dusseldorf has scored 63 goals. And the old lady have scored 62. So this is a very evenly matched encounter if the historical statistics are anything to go by. But we touched on it a little bit in part one, Flo. And so the question for me for this game is that this is two clubs who, in their own respect right now, are in a bit of turmoil. Is this, therefore, maybe the least attractive Friday night game we've had in the Rook Runder? Because I can't think of another one. Uh, I, I wholeheartedly disagree, James. I actually like this game very really? much. Really? Yeah, why not? It's two bad teams with like a lot of budget options to go with. You know the starting lineup. Why not bring it on? I, I love so, the positivity. Uh, I'm just I my genu- genuinely I would have expected you to look at a game like this and gone two bad teams. I don't think they'll take many risks. Therefore, not a lot of chances. Therefore, not a lot of fantasy points. But you're thinking that may there may be goals in this game. Then are you? Yeah. I, I, 
I think that Nuri has to come out of his comfort zone if he will have any chance of keeping his job longer than this Friday evening. So if if they're playing the way they, they played, I mean, the, the game at Paderborn, I, I watched it over 90 minutes, was horrific, horrific football. He basically had just like, uh, he had his goalkeeper, then he had eight defensive-minded players and two strikers up front with Cunha and uh, Piontek, and no one was giving them support. Um, and that just changed after he brought on Darida. That's why I was so surprised that Darida didn't start uh, against Cologne. And I, I think he is probably one of the guys who will come into the squad, but there could be other changes. And I don't think he can start as defensively again uh, with the way uh, the, the game went against Cologne. So he has to change something up. And that might be good for both uh, squads, actually. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't hate that game. I, I hate it more if I've got the feeling that like, I can't, like, I can't put a finger where this game is going. Although I think that Düsseldorf has to be the favorites for that, just the way that Berlin is playing yeah. at the moment. But uh, don't forget that uh, Jürgen Klinsmann slammed the whole club in a like I've. <laughs> Unbelievable! You should, if you haven't haven't heard it yet, just just Google what Klinsmann said about the players. And like, if I were a player of of Hertha right now, I would like do my best to to prove him wrong. Absolutely. So uh, I, I've said that before uh, that maybe um, it will give everyone a lift that Klinsmann is away. That didn't happen, but maybe like being shamed in front of the whole world uh, will actually help uh, Hatter in this game. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I'm sure. I'm sure your list of complaints about me is just as long as Klinsmann's on Michael Preitz flow. I have no doubt about it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, it was a sh- it's a shocking turn of events, isn't it? I mean, Hatter do seem like they're completely all over the place right now, and this latest Klinsmann revelation has definitely uh, not helped whatsoever. And uh, yeah, this is why I just I look at this game and I just wonder. The other question I was going to ask, because I mean, I was as I say, I was anticipating you giving a very different answer flow. I'm happy that you gave a gave one that I wasn't anticipating. There's nothing wrong with that. But what I was going to ask is. On a weekend where we do have five standalone fixtures as opposed to four, is there as much pressure to have players from this game for flexibility? Yeah, you're you're right. You have a lot of standalone fixtures, but uh, I don't like the other standalone fixtures that much. So maybe you could say if Leipzig uh, can do it, uh, at Schalke, they they probably are able to beat Leverkusen at home, but Leverkusen can surprise people. And don't forget that they are almost the team with the most clean sheets uh, in the Bundesliga. So it's not a foregone conclusion that that Leipzig can just run over Leverkusen. Then we got Bremen against Frankfurt. After the, the Frankfurt loss at home against Union, their Bundesliga season is basically over. Um, and the game is sandwiched between uh, the Europa League and the Cup match. And I expect a, a Frankfurt that isn't up to 100%. And maybe that's even a game where, where Hütter 
uh, uses a lot of rotation. So I'm not, and, and I'm not t- touching Bremen right now. So, uh, <laughs> wow. And, and then it's, you've got Cologne against Schalke. Cologne is looking very good. I wouldn't shy away from Cologne assets. But still, you start to wonder, maybe Serda is back. And I, I think the, the recent for, uh, drop of form from Schalke has a lot to do with Serda not playing. Oh, 100% Because uh, he's, he's such a key player for them. Now, if he's back, I'm, I'm not sure that, that Schalke will be an, as easy an opponent uh, as they were against Leipzig. So, and then we have Union Berlin against Wolfsburg, and it's very tough to play uh, at the Alte Försterei. Um, we know that. And so, and that's all the other standalone fixtures. Uh, so, there, there are wards with every game. And then I probably prefer taking the game where I know who's in the starting lineup, except for players we talk later on, because uh, yeah, some Cologne players I like very much. Oh yeah, I mean there are definitely there are definitely players that I think in the other standalone fixtures are well worth pointing out this week. I just wanted to get your thoughts on that, so I'm glad you did that. But let's bring it back to this Friday night game. One last question on it. So you mentioned the fact that this is obviously two teams that are rich in an abundance of budget players um, that won't cost you very much. So in terms of differentials for Friday night, where are you looking? Who's so, who's uh, worth the gamble? Yeah, I, I already mentioned uh, Zimmermann, 4.5 million. You can go even cheek, cheaper if Pekarek is in the starting lineup for Hertha. He's just 1.9 million. Mm. Couldn't Was injured against Cologne, did play at Paderborn, and I think his chances of playing again ha- have risen with him not being able to play against Cologne. I mean, everyone who didn't play was a winner in that game uh, from, from the Hertha side. Um, in midfield, uh, Karaman is interesting. Uh, he's he's basically a boom or bust option for five point two million. Uh, he's playing as a striker on the pitch and is a midfielder in the game. Um, but I think if he's not involved in goals, you can't expect a lot from him. Still, a decent choice if you're going into a Friday evening. Uh, safer ones are Darida for seven point seven million. Um, on on the Hatter side, I expect him to play. He's he's uh, uh, most informed midfielder of Berlin right now, which isn't saying a lot, but still. <laughs> uh, uh, and on the other side of the ball, we've got Kevin Stöger with eight point six million. I think he had his breakout game at Freiburg. Uh, did pick up twenty points mm. because he was a brilliant player. Last season, uh, then he tore his ACL, uh, couldn't play the whole Hinrunde, and now he's starting to get back to form. And what makes it interesting is that he's playing in a much more attacking role than we saw him last season, where uh, he was basically playing as a holding midfielder. Now he, he, he plays as a false 10 if, if there's a position called that way. So he, he, he's pulling all the strings in the attacking play. Uh, I think is is an an interesting option, and I, I don't I um, still have hopes for Piontek, but I wouldn't buy him this week for the price tag of twelve point two million. But I still think it's worth pointing him out. No, absolutely, yes, yeah, Sturger was very impressive. 
And and I bet James, you you have never guessed that we would talk like this length, lengthy about Dusseldorf against. You know Hertha. what? No, I didn't. I mean, admittedly, our discussion went into other games at times as well. But no, I'd, I'll be honest, I didn't expect it to go that long. But I think you've given people a great selection of players to keep an eye on in those Friday night lineups um, because there could be some good ones. And I do agree with you, Sturger. And again, I point out that Dusseldorf's fixtures are looking very promising over the next couple games. Hertha on Friday, Mainz next Sunday, Paderborn at home on Friday, and then an away game against Köln before they face Schalke. So you could potentially exploit um, a bandwagon if it forms, and there's a big if there. Um, but okay, let's move on to the Saturday games then. Dortmund against Freiburg is where we'll start. Dortmund have won nine and drawn one of their last 11 home meetings with Freiburg in the Bundesliga dating back to October 2001. Dortmund had a tough time of it against your boys last time out, but they did come away with the win. So who are you backing in this game, Flo? Yeah, Dortmund. I think you have to to back Dortmund right now. Uh I mean, I saw a stat that that Freiburg has like 1.3 points on average for every game they play uh, against a team of the bottom half of the table and 1.7 points on average against a team uh, on the top half of the table. And uh, that, what we saw, that was what we saw with them against Dusseldorf. I mean, they have now lost at home against Paderborn, Cologne, uh, under Bayerlotzer when they were still at 17th place and now against Dusseldorf. So they've got issues if they have to play possession football. Um, that's not what they're going to do at Dortmund. Um, that's That makes it easier in a way for Freiburg, but I still think the quality of Dortmund is too high um, for Freiburg to cope with it. But... I think we will see a better Freiburg than we did last week. Yeah, I'd agree with that. The switch to a four-man backline has has been not great for them, and I was very happy to have taken Gunter out of my team last week. But who would you be going for in terms of player picks then, Flo? So I think Haaland, Sancho, Hakimi are for me right now a must-have, especially uh, since uh, the Lewandowski injury and uh, freeing up one more place up front. Uh, I think these three have to be in your uh, squad. So no need to make them my pick. That's why I went with uh, Rafael Guerrero at uh, 13.5 million. I think he's a differential pick. And if if you look at it, um, before the Bremen game, where it was a quiet game with not a lot of attacking football, um, before that he had four straight games in double digits. So uh, we've seen from him then he can pick up uh, a really good uh, points haul and uh, his price tag is also decent, I think. Uh, if you want to double up on uh, on a certain position uh, with Dortmund players, I think Guerrero is uh, the way to go. Yeah, certainly. He's been very impressive and at some point, one of these free kicks is going to go in, but the fact that he's on set-piece duties and seems to be the first choice free kick-taker, at least, is very good in terms of a fantasy asset. Okay, let's move on then. Mainz against Paderborn is the next game. Mainz are undefeated in their five meetings with Paderborn across the top two tiers of German football, winning three and drawing two with an aggregate score of 16-5. to Question from a listener, though, we'll start here, Flo, at Hafid FW. This one wasn't outdated. Uh, he asked, do we have any recommendations for Mainz defenders? Yeah, that's that's a tough question because um, Brozinski uh, or Aaron Martin would both be decent uh, choices this week. 
the problem is they are battling uh, for the same place because they're playing. Uh, Brzezinski is playing now uh, as a left back as well, or uh, as a wing back, I should say. Because um, Riddle Baku uh, got that place on the right side, and he's a midfielder in the game, and that makes it and makes it tough. If like if I had to choose one, it would be Brzezinski for nine point two million. But I wouldn't invest that if I can. I can have Angelino for eight point five million, and I know he's going to play against Leverkusen. Um, and I don't have that certainty with Brzezinski, and that's the reason why I wouldn't go there. Yeah, I have to say, I commentated um, the Wolfsburg game against Mainz, and Brzezinski was one of the players I was thinking, yeah, I'd, I'd bring in Odra Thola this week, and Brzezinski's a great person to then swap him out for next week because Mainz do have a good fixture, and Brzezinski's on-set pieces, we know he can score big, but then I watched that game and commentated that game. Firstly, his corners were terrible, and they I think Mainz had about 50 16 in the game and none of them really posed a threat he wasn't that effective in an attacking sense and then he was actually brought off early as well and I just wondered whether that was an indication that he might be dropped in favour of someone like Aaron Martin so I am I'm on much more shaky ground now with this decision yeah all predicted lineup I've seen basically said it's a split decision between Brzezinski and Martin who is going to start. Yeah and that's not what we like to hear as fantasy owners is it? That's exactly what we want to avoid. Um okay on that note then who would your player pick be from this game? Um I'm going with a Mainz player and it's Den- it's an all-time favorite of me is Danny Latza for 7.3 million. Uh, I think it's tough to actually bring him in. Still think he's an interesting and, and a very differential player uh, for sure. He got eight points at Wolfsburg. I mean, that's that's uh, losing four nil and getting still getting eight points out of it is is a good um, um, is a really good feat. Um, he's now a key player again. Uh, was dropped uh, for stretches of this season. But now he's a key player after the the falling out um, from Kunde Malong and and Bayalotsa, and uh, he likes to shoot from distance. So that's definitely um, a good thing for for fantasy. Um, still think there are better choice, safer choices uh, in the price range, but uh, you could do a lot of worse than uh, consider Latsa. No, I'd agree. We still have fond memories of that hat trick he scored way back. I want to say that was two seasons ago against Hamburg. And if my mem- yeah. it was okay. I was going to say if my memory serves me correct, it was against Hamburg as well. Yeah. So yeah, it's uh, that's a good pick, and it's nice to see. Yes, a Mainz midfielder at a reasonable price as well. Um, seeing as we we lost ultimately the best Mainz midfielder that was going this season with Robin Quaison, uh, seeing as he's been made a, a striker in the game. Okay, let's move on then. Augsburg against Gladbach um, with seven goals. Philip Max is the top-scoring defender in the league this term. Augsburg, however, have nonetheless dropped 14 of a possible 18 points since the turn of the year, uh, and they now are coming up against the Gladbach side, um, who will be full of confidence. Well, I say that, and their their draw against Hoffenheim was very disappointing last week. So what do you make of this game, Flo, and who are you picking from it? Uh, I would pick Alassane Player. I actually like him very much. Uh, Also, going forward, only problem is, if you bring in Player... Think about that they're playing against Dortmund next week and if you feel comfortable with that. So uh, maybe have a backup plan uh, in place. But uh, last week out against Hoffenheim, player did score eight fantasy points. That was without a goal 
and with missing, missing uh, a penalty, which gave him minus three points. So he got four plus shots off and also gave uh, more than four passes to a shot. And and that's really, really good. I think he's the best attacking option uh, for Gladbach. And that's why he is my choice in that game. Although I, I still feel comfortable or would feel comfortable uh, with Philip Max just because of his set-piece duties. Um, but I've got the feeling that, that Gladbach has a quality to etch this one out. And they don't have to play in the Europa League, so they are well-rested and prepared for that match. Absolutely. No, I think you would you would make them the favourites, no doubt about it, even on foreign soil against Augsburg. Um, and so I do. I would think that there would be goals in that game either way, and therefore player is certainly a good horse to back. Okay, final game of the 3.30 kickoffs on Saturday, Hoffenheim against Bayern. Hoffenheim have won two of their last three home league meetings with Bayern, but have lost 15 of 23 overall. It is worth noting that, of course, Nagelsmann was in charge uh, when they won two of their last three home league meetings and of course we shouldn't forget that there was a bit of a barnstormer between these two in the DFB Pokal as well which for fantasy owners if they can recreate that type of performance would be fantastic because there were goals all over the place but a question of course and the big one um Coming into today, we found out it was about an hour before we went live with the recording that Robert Lewandowski has fractured his tibia um, and therefore is going to be out for what they say is four weeks, but that could even be quite a an optimistic diagnosis. Um, and so this is going to hit everyone hard. Also, there's going to be loads of money in this game this weekend, flow, and budget options won't be as important as a result because Lewandowski, the most expensive player in the game, everyone's going to get a boost of 25.2 million to their transfer budget this weekend. And so a question we'll start with from a listener at uh, Mulcahy underscore Mike, who asks, is Muller the natural replacement in our teams for Lewandowski or should we look elsewhere, Flo? I personally would look elsewhere. Um, but that's just because I don't know how Flick is going to handle that. So we don't have a real blueprint of how Bayern will play without Lewandowski. And it actually might if, hurt if everyone you were guessing, else. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, if you were guessing, what would you go with? Yeah, probably Müller will play up front, but it might... Uh, also be that he plays with Nabri as uh, basically a false nine. So Nabri has played that position before. Um, so I, I don't feel really comfortable. Um, also on top of that, uh, Coman had to go off uh, at Chelsea. So I'm not sure of his status. So if he can't go, then they're also missing uh, a winger. So, uh, or, or do you know the, the status of, of Coman? Oh, no, Coman is definitely a doubt. Um, they, they said it was a hamstring injury. They were expecting him to be out uh, and definitely miss this weekend. So I would be shocked if he was in the starting Yeah, yeah, I just, I just checked it. Sorry, sorry, I, I, I overread it before that uh, he will miss five days. So there you go. he's yeah. not going to play at Hoffenheim. Um, that slims... Uh, the pickings found the flirk even further and i i can see bayern struggling without lewandowski up front cuz müller is good if he can face a goal but not as good if he has to play with a back to his goal 
And the same goes true for Serge Nabry. And now I think could be a crucial time for Bayern uh, in the Bundesliga, not in the Champions League, because luckily for them, they, they could win the game with Fita up in the, in the starting lineup. Uh, I was just going to say, do you fancy, fancy a gamble Chelsea. at 1 million? Yeah. No, I, I think yeah. oh, if dear. our place is going yeah. to be in the Champions League at home against Chelsea if uh, and, and not at Hoffenheim. No, I'd be very surprised. It would be it would be an audacious move. He's been waiting all this time for Lewandowski to get injured, and then he may still not get a game. Um, but yeah, so he's not playing in the second team. No, that's it. So, uh, yeah, maybe Cersei can play up front. I'm not, I'm not sure, but uh, it's the uncertainty that makes me shy away from Müller. I understand the thought process, and if you're thinking it's like Bayern had, like they were really really good at Chelsea that was a top performance I mean they they could have won with even bigger margin although uh truth be told Chelsea also should have scored at least a goal in my opinion but um um I think Lewandowski is a big part with all that he brings to the table and I'm not sure if Bayern will be as good I mean, I'm sure they won't be as good without Lewandowski as they are with him. That's just the nature of the game. But um, if if Müller is anything close to the fantasy value than Lewandowski, uh, I'm, 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 yeah, you you uh, can hear how I'm like. <laughs> squirming here i've, I've and, never and, i've never heard you struggle this much I, I just, with the question I, I, I on this w- show <laughs> it's just it's just my i mean i've probably lost a bit of confidence last week after like thinking it wasn't i, I wasn't making rush decision i was thinking them through and i just like were wrong on that weekend although i'm i myself think that football is a game of probability so uh you can couldn't always be wrong. That's just like no one is right or like near to a hundred percent of the time. If you're right sixty percent of the time, I think is is a good, really good uh, feat. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm just not feeling comfortable with with Bayern without Lewandowski uh, and in, investing in that. If you already have Müller, fine, but I probably wouldn't bring him on. No, that's fair enough. I mean, given that this this advice is all coming from a man who tends to get these things right in a fantasy sense at least 80% of the time, or at least that's how it feels sometimes with you, Flo. Um, I think that's a fair a fair comment to make. And it is. It's a conundrum for everyone because you are going to have so much money to spend. It's where do you invest? Who's who's the horse to back? I think anyone that brought in Serge Gnabry last weekend is feeling really good about their prospects because they could, as you point out, have an out-of-position midfielder playing up front. And Gnabry Loves well, scoring actually, goals. I, I wouldn't like that for Nabri. Oh, really? In a fantasy sense. Well, I'd, I mean, like having having seen him there for the German national team, I personally wouldn't have a problem with it. Um, I do think he can still score goals. Do I think he'll be as effective? No, I agree with you there. I don't think he'll be so as effective. He, he's so um, clinical, but it's still a good it's still a good thing for fantasy owners to have him not playing in midfield, but as a striker, where he may be the guy getting on the end of some very easy tap-ins potentially you, you just never know right but uh, I think I think Thomas Muller isn't a bad choice but I do agree with Flo that this weekend there may actually be better choices and much cheaper choices in the striker market and we will get on to some of those he, he's a Vegas oh, choice true. yeah yeah uh, in, in my Absolutely in my opinion. good way to put it so 
I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say he's a bad choice necessarily, but you're gambling on Bayern basically swapping out Müller for Lewandowski and playing almost up to the same standard, which is definitely not a guarantee. So that's that's what you that's what you're betting on if you're you're bringing in Müller. Too true. Okay, right. Well, that rounds out the Saturday afternoon fixtures. Let's move on to the Saturday evening one, Köln against Schalke. Now, Mark Oot is a player that has been on both books this season, um, but he scored or assisted in each of his five Bundesliga games for Cologne. Um, he already has uh, he has already had a hand in more goals for the Billy Goats than he did in 28 league games for Schalke. Um, there's also a fun fact about the fact that Cologne's only defeats under Marcus Gisdol have actually come against teams in the top three. So that being Bayern, Leipzig and Dortmund. Um, and oh, wait. Union Berlin. Oh, wait. And 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 against yeah. Union Berlin. Like, that's what... All right, that stat threw me off. I'll be honest, if I'd read that stat fully, um, I may not have included it because it was impressive when it was just a top three. But when you throw Union in there, it does take away from it a little bit. So anyway, we'll move swiftly on because I do want to talk about Köln's strikers. And you talked... You touched on them briefly earlier. Flow. So let's talk about them in a bit more depth. Are they worth consideration, not just for this weekend, but also moving forward? Definitely. Uh, you know, I'm the the biggest Juan Cordoba uh, supporter there is, uh, and uh, he's 11.6 million. And like, I'm so so aching to put that button and put him in my team. So uh, I, he's right now he's a favorite to be my Lewandowski replacement because. He gives me that st- standalone, so I would be able to have uh, Piontek, Holland, and then Cordoba as my star man. Uh, I like that, and uh, that's why I probably prefer him over Alassane player. Uh, these are the two players um, I have in consideration right now. Um, I think Mark Wood is also a great choice because he's also um, doing set piece duties. It's just that. He can't play right now because uh, they're playing Schalke and they have that contract uh, so designed that uh, Ud isn't allowed to play for Cologne uh, against Schalke. Yeah, which in his form is very good news for Schalke. Now, I mean, the reason I also want to bring this up is, of course, because next week they've got the Friday night game against Paderborn away from home. So, actually, I do think Cordoba... It's weird. I didn't think I'd ever say this this season and you've kind of talked me into it, but I do think Cordoba should be high on shopping this when it comes to Lewandowski replacements. Um, yeah. Because a standalone fixture for the next two weeks, including the Friday night game next week uh, against Paderborn as well. I just think it looks it looks very good for Cologne, actually. Um, and at home against Schalke, you'd back them to at least do a little better than they did at home to Bayern, wouldn't you? Yeah. Uh, although they had not a bad game against Bayern. Uh, True. After, like after the first twenty minutes, if you cut them out, <laughs> they yeah, were tr- or twelve, yeah, twelve, I think it was. They, wasn't they it? could have scored like two or three goals, easy, um, but didn't do it. Yeah, I, I think a lot of like it's more what, like, what's the real Schalke right now? That's a bigger question mark for me than the Cologne question mark. I, I think Cologne will have a good game. Um, but if Schalke is being able to play that um, disciplined uh, defending football, it could potentially be a game that disappoints in a fantasy sense. And that's what I'm afraid of, um, but I'm still uh, willing on gamble uh, 
on a guy like Cordoba, especially because he has a very safe floor. Because like ten to fifteen challenges won is is basically a given for him, which means you get two to three points uh, out of that. Definitely takes two at least two shots. So then you are at four points. At the two points that he gets for uh, the minutes he he's going to play, then you are at six points, like as a starting point, and uh, that's definitely uh, a good thing about a player like Cordova. So I, I don't expect him ever to pick up less than six points, basically, no matter how the the game goes. No, that's that's absolutely fair enough. I was going to ask you where we were at with Schalke in terms of their value in a tra- in a fantasy sense. And I guess, yeah, you've kind of answered that by saying we just don't know what the real Schalke is right now. And I agree with that because I have to say, I've got Gregorich on my team and you know I'm a big fan of Gregorich. I've backed him for big things in the Rook Runda. I think I made a claim that he'd get 150 points. Um, and the fact that he keeps having games where he picks up minus one isn't helping, I'll be honest. And that was one of those last week. And because Lewandowski's now out and because I'll have some extra cash, I'm now looking at Gregorich and thinking I might get rid of him this week um, because Schalke do little, look a little patchy. Um, but are there any other players that you want to point out from this game, flow? No, I still have Vochipka in my squad. Uh, I decided last week um, to stick. I either could sell Ochipka or Philip Max. Uh, and I did sell Ochipka and uh, now I I wish probably I, I would have done it differently um, but I still have to keep him in my squad and I, I think he has a uh, at least a shot at a decent game if if Schalke can uh, yeah can bounce back uh, from that horrible defeat against Leipzig. Absolutely. Um, okay, before we go on to the Sunday fixtures, uh, we've got three of them left, so we're going to have to move quite quickly. But I did want to talk quickly about the TFF Pokal uh, because it's it would be remiss of us to go a week without mentioning it. And the fun news is, Flo, is that you're in the competition now, yeah. but it, it it wasn't the best first no, week for you. No. I'm, I'm two goals behind, and yeah, I'm, I'm very sad about that. But well, I mean, you can you can take heart from the fact that I managed to pull off a, a stunning come from behind victory against my colleague Alex to knock him out in the last round. Yeah, and so I, I do. I believe you've got it in you. Yeah, and the squad of my opponent and my squad are not that similar. So uh, that's definitely something that make makes a bigger swing possible. I mean, I could be down like ten points right now. So it's I, I, w- I was afraid that I, I would basically be out of the competition by uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> by Monday. But that didn't happen. Still have a shot. And uh, I'm, I'm going to spend my um, transfers wisely. And I'm definitely not bringing on any player that my opponent has. There you go. I have to make up ground. So I mean, it's um, an exciting round because this is the round uh, he has uh, aptly named it the good, the bad and Rudy Fuller's mullet, um, which again, it, the creativity on all this just continues to blow me away. But this is the round where anyone that was waiting and had been given buys finally entered the competition. So everyone's in the TFF Pokal now uh, that could be, uh, apart from, of course, the teams that have already been knocked out. So uh, condolences to you. The other exciting news, I was scrolling through it today, is that 
that the the champion from last season, the cut winner from last season, a Hoyfella FC, is actually one nil down after the first leg um, of his match against X Ray Reborn. Um, so I, I, we could, we could potentially in the first round he's entered see our reigning champion knocked out, and then that would be a free for all because we will definitely have a new winner this season, which could make things very exciting. So we will see how all of that pans out. But a, na- a big shout out again to our good friend Haymarket Second uh, for the work he does. If you're looking for the standings, uh, then search for TFF Pokal on Twitter. You will find his Twitter feed, and at the top it contains a link to his Google document that is incredibly extensive. And again, I will say a quick thank you for the amount of work he puts into it. But let's move on, because uh, there will be some advice needed from these final three games to help teams in the TFF Pokal, uh, and we will have to whip through these quite quickly. So we'll start with Union Berlin against Wolfsburg. Now, only Gladbach Jan Sommer has made more saves this season than Rafael Gikovic. Uh, but from this game, Flo, who's top of your shopping list? No one. So I, I don't like that game at all. Because uh, Union Berlin, I mean, they, 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 they like it's, it's great what they're doing, but they, they're playing destructive football. I mean, uh, I hope Os Fischer uh, isn't listening to the pod because he complained about everyone giving them like uh, a flag for for playing such destructive. I think it's totally reasonable for them to do so, but I think it can hurt uh, fantasy value. And apart from Trimmel or Lenz, I'm not sure I want want any part of this game actually. Even on the the Wolfsburg side, I mean Renato Steffen is picking up form. I, I just think that Union is a tough place to play, uh, and if I'm looking to bring a player in, I'm probably looking elsewhere. Yeah, it's a it's an interesting one, right? Because Wolfsburg will be having their Europa League second leg against Malmo during the week. They are two one up after the first leg. That could be relatively easy, but then the fact is they're going to have a midweek game under their belt and going to Union as you pointed out earlier in the show flow is already difficult enough um, I just wonder whether this could be yeah a good one for Union assets but I'd agree with you I wouldn't be looking to bring in anyone other than Lentz and Trimmel because I, I think everyone else is still too much of a Vegas choice almost you could go for your your Bulters your Andersons um, but therefore I, I think I agree with you I think that if I was looking at this weekend this wouldn't be a game that would be too near the top of my shopping list so I guess on that note, we should we could maybe move on. Um, Leipzig against Leverkusen is the next game. Uh, Timo Werner has scored his 21st goal of the season uh, last time out. Of course, only Lewandowski has more. Um, he's now matched his best ever season haul with 11 games left to play and could close the gap on Lewandowski this weekend. The question, I guess, with a fixture like this, again, Leverkusen will be in Europa League action. They'll be a little more weary than Leipzig, who aren't in European action this week. So how do we get the best out of this fixture, Flo? I, w- I would solely concentrate on all Leipzig uh, assets. So I-, I wouldn't touch Leverkusen on my shopping list. If you've got Kai Havertz, for instance, could think about keeping him, but he would definitely be one of the guys I, w- I would look to, to sell. And uh, we got Angelino, Werner and Nkunku, three great options uh, on the Leipzig side. And I mean, Nkunku is a beast. I still probably won't bring him in this week just because of other yeah, other moves I'm, I might do 
Uh, I elaborate later if we talk about our picks. Um, but uh, he he's a must-have going forward, in my opinion. So he's he's so on form that that will be the route to go. I think Angelino Nkunku Vana. No, absolutely. I think Good Leipzig options. Leipzig players are the ones to back. Uh, I agree with you, Kai Havertz. I'm thinking. I was admittedly before the Lewandowski injury thinking of bringing Kai Havertz out because Levy Kusin's fixes are about to take a turn for the worse as well. Um, they've got some tough ones coming up, and of course they're they're juggling the Europa League fixtures as well, which is never an easy thing. Um, do you think? I mean, this is it. I, I, I'll probably maybe now keep Harvards because the the temptation to get rid of Gregorich may be too much. But has Harvards proved his doubters wrong in the second half of the season? Now you have to divide. I think his fantasy doubters. Yes, he's a good fantasy option again. Um, but we still haven't seen this like light-footed teenage sensation where we've got the feeling that everything just comes natural uh i mean i remember i'm i'm, I'm not 100 i think it was a match against dortmund where he has a, had a clear-cut chance and basically just bottled it yeah. took too long couldn't couldn't like sort his feet in the in the right moment missed the opportunity to 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 play uh a pass to uh I think Folland uh, at that time, and then I mean, at the end the finish was okay, hit the post, but um, I think this situation did show that he he lost some of his natural, yeah, light-footedness, if if that's a word, and um, I think maybe at the moment uh, it's just a bit too much with everyone thinking about where he is he going to play next season and. Uh, I think he's still not a hundred percent back to his self we saw and loved um, the uh, last season and a half. Yeah, I think I, I would definitely agree with that. He's he's lost some of his mojo, a bit of his swagger at times on the pitch, um, and so I would agree with you on that. But yes, it's been nice to see him at least in a fantasy sense scoring points again. Um, and his assist for Diaby's goal last week was certainly eye-catching to say the very least. So that's why I will probably be holding on to him over Gregorich for one more week, I think. Because they've got Frankfurt at home the week after, then Werder Bremen on a Monday night, then Gladbach. It just it just gets a little tricky for Leverkusen juggling those juggling those European fixtures as well. I think Frankfurt is one of the best fixtures to have right now on the Bundesliga. You know what? I'd actually yes, I would I would hesitantly agree with you. But then, well, no, no, you know what? No, actually, it's hesitantly because Frankfurt are the type of team right now that are showing on any given night they can really turn it on. But they can't. They they just don't seem to be able to turn it on every given night. Yeah. But if I were a Frankfurt player right now, I would live in a bigger house for sure. But uh, <laughs> on top of that, I would I would concentrate uh, on the cup competitions. True. And I mean, we we've seen that. I rem I remember back in two thousand nine when Bremen um, won the cup uh, the last time and got to the final of the Europa League. They were like coming in in tenth place in the Bundesliga, and uh, at the end of the Hinrunde, they were looking at like like fifth or, or, or sixth place. But at the end, they didn't care about the the Bundesliga anymore, and that that did show. 
uh, in the results because um, they had nothing to play there. And I think that's that's now the case with Frankfurt. Uh, I think it's it's tough to like they're playing all the time from the start of the season because they had to play the the qualifying rounds for the Europa League as well. I'm I'm just not sure that they will be up to nearly a hundred percent in the in the coming weeks in in the Bundesliga if it's not like a derby or playing Munich or, or stuff where you say you you're automatically motivated. But maybe yeah. it's just wishful thinking uh, and, and, and them maybe dropping points at the Weserstadion. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, it leads us nicely into our next game, actually. But I don't think the point you're making is completely invalid. Um, absolutely not, because we did see towards the end of the Hinrunde what happened to them when they were a little bit tired they couldn't quite put in the hard yards that we're used to and were maybe a little short on the motivation uh, side of things as well and we saw that a little bit against Union uh, last time out Kostic seemed to be the only one that was really up for the game and no one really matched his levels so let's talk about Bremen Frankfurt now Bremen have failed to win any of their last nine Bundesliga home games stretching back to a 3-2 victory over Augsburg on the 1st of September uh, they have also failed to score a league goal at the Weserstadion since November so this is the perfect time for them to be playing Frankfurt then isn't it Flo yeah it's definitely the perfect time to play <laughs> Frankfurt but I'm not sure if it's enough for Bremen get back to the winning ways but there's definitely a chance uh, it would be worse for Bremen if Frankfurt had won the game against Union and had an outside chance of qualifying for Europe um, in the Bundesliga but I think that that ship has basically sailed uh, after the loss against Union. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm tempted to agree, but then I, I look at a team like Wolfsburg, right? Three weeks ago, roughly, when they were about to play Paderborn, we were talking about them getting dragged into the relegation battle. Three games later, they're now knocking on the door of the top six. So I don't think it's outside the realms of possibility for Frankfurt to bounce back, but I do agree with you. Um, so, I mean, the que- I guess the question is, this is the final fixture of match day 24, who who do we really trust more in this game? Yeah, I I don't trust anyone uh, out of this game, with the exception of um, Philip Kostic and Almami Almami Touré. Okay, yeah, yeah. Kostic Kostic is showing that even in even in games where Frankfurt don't play well, and I I exclude the game against Dortmund here because that was such an outlier of a performance. But even against Union, I think he uh, he created eight goal-scoring chances, if I'm not mistaken, last time out. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, worth, worth his price tag still, right? Yeah, Kostic would be close to a banker for me, uh, especially because uh, Bremen's weaknesses uh, were set pieces. But, like, it wouldn't shock me if Kostic would get a rest on Sunday. I mean, that would basically be Adi Hütter telling everyone our season is over now but I, I, like, I, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility um, well, as, as someone that doesn't have Kostic I'd, I'd love it <laughs> so we're not so we don't know who's going to play on Thursday so I think it's it's um, probably uh, too early to speculate but uh, if Kostic is playing and has to play 90 minutes uh, on Thursday I mean they they are 4-1 up against Salzburg. But I, I still think they probably feel their best team. Absolutely. Um, to not get into the situ- into a situation where Salzburg is getting back into that uh, knockout lag. 
Um, and if Kostic can then be substituted out after 60 minutes, uh, I think you can lock and load Kostic on starting. Um, but don't forget they're playing in the cup uh, on Wednesday uh, against Bremen again, uh, but this time at Frankfurt. But uh, so this this game is a is a sandwich between two meaningful games, and it's the least meaningful of the three. So uh, yeah, definitely watch closely who is going to play on on Thursday uh, for Frankfurt. Yeah, that's it. I mean, yeah. Kostic is rested in the Europa League. I, I don't think it's going to happen. That would be a, a big risk uh, of Hütter, but. If he is, then there's no doubt that he's going to play at Bremen. Yeah, no, true. No, I think I think that goes for actually it goes for Wolfsburg, for Leverkusen, and for Frankfurt. It's worth looking at who's in their lineups on Thursday. That should give you a better gauge of what may happen on the weekend. Okay, let's close out today's show with our player picks. Flo, Vegas choice. Who are you going for? I'm going with Juan Cordoba. Eleven point six million. Uh, just just a beast of a striker. Uh, I always compared him to Douglas Costa. And uh, I, I mean, I was laughed at for that uh, a few years back. And now I, I think it's at least you can see why uh, I think he, he's uh, like a similar type of, of player. Uh, I just, just love everything about him. Um, so, yeah. He's he's my pick, but still a Vegas choice because I think the game is a bit uncertain because um, we're not sh- knowing uh, what Schalke side will show up. Yeah, no, I I was I was half thinking he may have been your banker today, but I think he's a a, a worthy Vegas choice, uh, Mister Cordoba. I will throw out Daniel Brzezinski. I think he is the definition of a Vegas choice this week. Could come big against Paderborn. But there's as we mentioned earlier, there's a chance he may even be dropped from the starting lineup. He's nine point two million, so do tread carefully. But I think he's a name that's worth throwing out there this week. Okay, how about your super Schnepchen flow? Uh, and Mami Ituri of uh, Eintracht Frankfurt already mentioned it. Uh, he's one of the few Frankfurt players I feel safe predicting that he's in the starting lineup just because he got his rest on Monday and Dorm played instead and made a terrible job of it. And so I, th- I think his, his uh, starting place is in uh, no doubt. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I like the Toure pick. Um, I definitely do. Uh, we saw what he's capable of already in the Rook Runder this season when he starts games. Um, I went with a, a little more outside of the box, Super Schnepchen. Uh, maybe just to throw a name out there that may have caught a few eyes last week, but it's Paolo Ottavio um, of Wolfsburg playing for, of course, the injured Jerome Roussillon right now. He's 4.2 million in the fancy game. He is a defender, but um, his performance last week Proved that he likes to get forward. Um, his end product could improve, but the fact is he was getting in positions that, as a fantasy owner, you'd be delighted uh, in seeing a defender take up those types of positions. So a bit more outside of the box. And I, I'll i be honest, I personally would pick Toure over Otavio if you're looking at the two. I just thought I'd throw out a, a new name, uh, one that hasn't got a lot of coverage, but one that could be potentially a big differential because I'm going to be a little more safe with my banker pick, but flow. I'll come to you first. Yeah. Oh, go for it. One question, yes. uh, James. How, how confident are you that Otavio is going to play? If if Roussillon doesn't play on Thursday, I would be confident. Because I think if Roussillon is fit enough to play on Thursday, I think they will play him because it's it's only a 2-1 lead against Malmö. Um, but if Roussillon is still unfit, I think 
Otavio could keep his place not just for Thursday, but for um, Sunday as well. Because he did look good, and Roussillon hasn't been in great form. I would be interested in him. I'm just not as sure uh, as you that uh, he's going to start. And uh, But if you get confirmation that Roussillon is out, he's definitely a good uh, one-and-done option. Yeah, that's it. He picked up 12 points last weekend, and he could have picked up more if his shooting or his passing, as I say, if his end product had been a little better. He had chances to set up teammates. Oh, actually, sorry, I've got my price wrong as well. He's only 4.1 million, so he's exactly the same price as Toure. Um, but yeah, I just think I thought it was worth throwing his name out there this weekend. Um, Definitely. Uh, you know, even if they are on the road against Union. Um, okay, okay, but okay, let's get on to the banker. Who are you going for then, Flo? It's probably the cheapest banker I've ever named. Um, I had him down as my super schnäppchen at first, but then I said, no, I'm, I'm going to, to plant my flag here in Florian Kainz of Cologne. 6.2 million. Uh, had, had his breakout game at Berlin. Uh, did pick up 25 points there. But last four games, he played at least 60 minutes. He had got 25 points. That was at Berlin. 11 points against Bayern. 11 points before that. 12 points before that. So the last four times he uh, did play significant minutes, he did score double-digit uh, points. And I think you, that's what you can expect uh, of him especially because Mark Ud now is not playing. Kainz will probably take over set-piece duties. Um, and that's, that's a really, really good thing. And he likes to shoot. That's, that's what he does. Uh, I think he's one of the safest uh, options out there. And as long as he stays in the starting lineup, uh, he, for me, for his price tag, he's, he's close to a must-have moving forward especially with Cologne playing on the Friday evening at Paderborn next week. Woo! Big claims being made by Mr. Reinecke here. But no, you know what? I do agree with you because I think Florian Kainz is one of those players, we've noticed him enough this season. If he, if he was a guaranteed starter, I think he'd have played a much bigger role in this fantasy season than he has. So I like the pick a lot. And it's definitely one that will give people something to think about. Admittedly, mine is more of the the better safe than sorry variety uh, straight down the middle um, and it does come off his ridiculously impressive performance last weekend but it's Christopher Unkunku 13 million midfielder I think he made himself a must-have um, last week if he wasn't already and with Sarbiter dropping into a more deeper role admittedly he's still affecting the game he's still picking up fantasy points but I think we were having that debate of whether it's Sabitzer and Nkunku, and I think Nkunku is now clearly in the lead because of the factors that I've just talked about. So I think you could do a lot worse than him against a, as I say, weary Leverkusen side after their, after their Europa League exploits. It could be one that Leipzig are able to take advantage of, like we saw them do against Schalke last week. Okay, so we will bring today's episode to an end uh, of Talking Fußball Fantasy. Don't forget to follow us at Talking Fußball on Twitter. Give us a like on Facebook. And if you haven't yet, join the Talking Fußball Fantasy League. Good luck to everyone in the TFF Pokal and good luck dealing with the Lewandowski injury. It's going to be a conundrum for us all. But for now, from me, your host, James Thorogood Flo, and the rest of the Talking Fußball crew, Auf Wiederhören. Auf Wiederhören.